strange things are afoot at the Circle K. I'm very important. Uh, I have any leather-bound book, and my apartment smells of rich mahogany. I, I'm friends with Merlin Olsen, too. He comes over on occasion. Hey, what's going on everybody out there in podcast land? You hear some ambient noise in the background that sounds like a blow dryer? Because that's what it is. My wife is, uh, her little, her little, um, beauty room is right next to my little office and she's blow drying her hair right now. So I told her, you know what, sweetheart, go ahead and blow dry that hair. Um, I'm not a professional broadcaster. If it irritates people... It's a podcast. They can fast forward through it. So um, <clears throat> anyway, so how's everybody doing out there? Okay, nobody answered me. Maybe you did. If you did, that's that's kind of funny. I can just imagine somebody sitting in their car answering, I'm doing just fine. Um, my name is Johnny Dope, and this is Strange Things Are Foot at the Circle K. We are a, um, a podcast, lifestyle, uh, society, and culture section of... Uh, iTunes. Um, we talk, I don't really talk politics. I like to talk about a specific subject and, uh, come at it from a real world, real guy standpoint. When I say real guy, I always say I'm an everyday American. Um, my wife is blow drying her hair right next to me where she was. Um, you know, that's, that's real world problems, right? I don't have a big studio. I'm not a professional broadcaster. Um, I have a real job that I'm going to tomorrow. Um, I have bills, I have a mortgage, all that good stuff. So, um, most people come from kind of the outside looking in like, uh, the subject today, what I'm going to talk about is, um, a particular financial expert and his opinions on finance. And, and I've always, uh, been passionate about, um, him or at least being a adversary of him. So we're going to talk a little bit about this um, subject. But what I notice is a lot of people always come from, hey, this used to be me, but now I'm exceptional, so I'm going to look down upon you and tell you how you can be like me. Well, I'm telling you I'm just like you or um, you know, on a lesser or greater scale, but I'm just a regular guy. I'm not rich. I'm not wealthy. Um, I don't have any... Uh, particular financial advice. I don't have any uh, tricks to tell you how to get ahead uh, financially. I can't tell you, um, you know, where to get the best rates or the, you know, what's what's better, uh, a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA, all that shit. You know, that ain't my that ain't my wheelhouse. So I don't come from that perspective, but I do come from a perspective of well, happiness, living a intentional life and not living, um, not, not, uh, putting a cookie cutter that everybody needs to live a certain way. Now, the subject of this podcast, um, is a man by the name of Dave Ramsey. Anybody out there in podcast land, listen to him. I do, or I did. Oh my good lord. Fucking 
BBC just hit me up with a fucking alert. I thought the world was ending for a second. Okay. So Dave Ramsey, I used to listen to him a lot uh, because I wouldn't have a podcast on or I would be driving um, in my car, obviously, from place to place with something needed something to listen to. I didn't have satellite radio in my government car that I would drive around and Dave Ramsey would be on. So I'd listen and I would get infuriated. Now, before I start my take, my rant, my point that I'm trying to make about Dave Ramsey, let me preface it with this. If you like Dave Ramsey, like my best friend, one of my best friends, um, who I serve in the military with, he loves Dave Ramsey. He like worships Dave Ramsey and buys all his books and listens to all his tapes. And, and there's, I know a lot of people that do. Dave Ramsey has a nice little racket. Now I'm going to preface it with this. I don't disagree with a lot of his financial advice. What I disagree with is his philosophical view that dictates his financial advice. That is what I disagree with. And so I disagree with him on many, many, many things. Now, if you are trying to get out of debt, if you are trying to get uh, financially solvent, if you are wanting to live a very um, cold and calculated existence and it's all about, uh, you know, zeros, adding commas and zeros at the end of your savings account when you retire, then I'm sure you could do worse than Dave Ramsey. Now, there's a lot of economists and and, uh, other financial people that like to take shots at him sometimes, Um, but I'm not really coming at it it from that standpoint. Like he has uh, concepts about how to, you know, working on a budget and saving your money and not living outside your means. And I think those are all good things. Those are all important, important things. Um, but it's, it's not necessarily the most important thing you, you gotta, I always come at it from the standpoint of this. Um, what are you trying to accomplish? What is your goal of this thing we call life? Now, I can say that my goal is different than most. You might be like me, or you might be more like my friend that listens to to Dave Ramsey, which, (laughs) and if he's listening to this, uh, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, You might be kind of a hypocrite, like I think Dave Ramsey can be a lot of times. Now we're going to kind of get get into some of this here in a second, but I, I'm going to play a little clip just in case you don't know what um, what the Dave Ramsey show is or who he is or what he talks about. Like I said, his financial advice, um, you know, if you just the simple stuff in his uh, financial planning, it's it's pretty simple and it's pretty self-explanatory. Um, I, I, I understand, like his big thing is, is it's not about paying off 
the lowest interest rate first. It's 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 about getting rid of the smallest debt first, so that you have that victory in your mind of I'm getting out of debt, and then you roll that over to something else, and before you know it, everything's paid off. Okay, I get it. I understand why he does that. He simplifies it for people. Um, but there's a reason why he simplifies it for people. So I'm going to play a little clip here. Let me cue it up. Um, I don't have any fancy recording equipment. You know, I have a little microphone that I got off Amazon. Um, and I'm still trying to figure out how to play uh, audio through the microphone without like a mixer and having a separate computer, but just bear with me here. Okay, he's gonna rant here about some stuff. Those that do, however, find all kinds of money that's being lost because your checking account is a freaking sieve. Money leaks out of it like you're sending it to Congress or something. You have no idea where your money goes. Hmm. And you make more than your parents made. Hmm. You make more than a lot of your friends make, and you make more than any other country in the world, virtually. Hmm. Personal income. And you're freaking broke. And so let's just let's just establish here that you can find a hundred dollars. Latte breath. <laughs> He's let's talking to my wife there. <laughs> you could find a hundred dollars, Mr. and Mrs. Cable. You spend a hundred dollars on things you don't even realize you did it. You impulse more than $100 at Target every month. Amazon. The reason they check your receipts at Costco and Sam's on the way out the door is not to make sure you didn't shoplift. It's because it's federal law. You spend $200 or you're not allowed out. Ha ha. I think it's easy, if we sit here and discuss it a minute, to think about $100. Now, $100 is a lot of money. To you, maybe. Invested every month. Every month. From age 25 to age 65, averaging 12% in a good growth stock mutual fund Roth IRA is $1,176,000. So if you're listening to this show. I am. And you are under 40 years old I'm not and you don't retire with a million dollars I'm listening that's no one's fault but yours damn drop mic leave room it's your fault (laughs) in this country if you retire broke word it's your fault preach it brother because you made a freaking fortune yeah in your working lifetime you work your butt off your whole life and you have (laughs) nothing to show for it oh he gets fucking pissed it's ridiculous (laughs) i fucking love it he gets so fucking angry at people that uh that like to spend money and fucking uh actually live their life a little bit i love it it's awesome all right that's a little taste of Mr. Ramsey there. That's, that's, you know, if, if you don't know anything about him, that's, that's a good, good little introduction to, um, how, how much disdain that he has for the regular working class person. He likes to, 
to say, well, this is where he came from, his roots, or he's just a, a good old boy from the South that made good, and now he's worth millions, and you could be just like him. How convenient. And, oh, by the way, you want to be just like me? I can tell you how to make a million dollars. That's his his seduction right there is all you need is $100 a day or a week or a month and invest it properly, and you can be rich like me. You know, and it sounds fucking groovy. It sounds pretty awesome, right? And he sits there and shames you into you're a fucking idiot if you don't want to be a millionaire. He he sits there and talks down to everybody like you make so much more money than your than your grandparents or your parents. And I'm like, hmm. I remember my great grandma. I used to get her mail for her. And uh, because she, she couldn't get around very good. So I'd walk home from school. I'd go by my great grandma's house. I'd get the mail, bring it to her. And we would sit and just talk for like an hour, hour and a half, something like that. And she'd always tell me about the good old days. And, you know, my, my great grandparents grew up during the depression. So they would tell, talk to me about like, um, you know, how much a car was worth and how much you could buy a house for and all that stuff. And, Pretty much, you could have one job and pay all your fucking bills, right? Um, spending has definitely gotten out of control. Dave Ramsey is definitely 100% right when it comes to how the how uh, government and the system, financial systems have just just kind of blown up to be where you, you do have to um, kind of scratch your head at, at how our government spends money. But... You know, it's to me, it's not a direct comparison because there's so much, you know, there's there's not a lot of similarities to life today and life in the in the 40s, in the 50s. You know, it's it's just a little bit different. So, but I I love hearing him get all fired up, you know, um, and he loves to say you're stupid if you don't retire a millionaire. You're you're dumb. You just and he loves to shame people if they have his big thing is no one deserves to have a car if you can't pay cash for it then you do not deserve it you haven't earned it yet because it's not yours it's the bank's um you shouldn't have a credit card you shouldn't have a credit score um you just need to 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 pay for everything in cash like the good old days um and to me it's extremely naive It's it's kind of funny to me, actually, to go yell at my dog for uh, barking at the neighbors, you know, because they were not financially solvent. So my dog gets very pissed about that. Okay, so I'm back to my, my rant about Dave Ramsey. Let me play some more just to kind of get back into the groove. I love hearing this old fucking Southern Absolutely man. Ridiculous. America, it is way past time for a renaissance in the art of personal finance. And let me guess, you're going to sell me something to get me, to get me where you're at. Tell me more, Mr. Ramsey. It is way past time for you to get your freaking act together. For every one of you listening to Not Retire a Millionaire is absurd. (laughs) 
It's absurd. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Amy's pissed. Average household income in America today is fifty thousand dollars. That is you not very much. Fifteen percent of that. That's seventy five hundred dollars a year. Hmm. Okay. If you do that into decent in your four hundred one k with no match into Roth IRAs, into good growth stock mutual funds, you would retire with around $7.5 million if you save 15% of your income. Okay. Now, that all sounds well and good. Don't get me wrong. $7 million, that's a sweet amount of money. So it really depends. There's a lot of, there's a lot of caveats onto this. Okay. So let's break that down. So if you're making $50,000, that's not very much unless you're a single person. Um, you know, obviously, if you do Dave Ramsey's plan and don't spend any money, then obviously it's, it's you know, you drive a piece of shit car. Uh, you don't have a super nice house or expensive house. Um, I get what he's saying. But, you know, $7 million, you know, what, 20, what, 40 years you know, saving for 40, 50 years uh, to get $7 million, you know, in 40 or 50 years, $7 million is not going to be worth what $7 million is today. You know, but if, if I right now hit the pause button and I had a million dollars in the bank or a million dollars in those investments, yes, you know, it would be nice. But after, um, you know, you cash that in and, and uh, you pay your taxes and, and all that shit now, course IRAs work a little bit different I'm not going to get into that because I'm not a financial I'm not a financial guru I don't pretend to be one um, but here's my point you have a million dollars right now and you have a regular house you know a piece of shit car yeah your life is nice you can what go travel the world you can go um, do all the things that you always wanted to do but first is there any guarantee that you're going to fucking hit 65? Because I have more than a few friends that didn't. I'm 42 and I have friends that didn't make it to see 40. I have friends that didn't make it to see 30. I have uh, a friend that didn't make it to 18. I mean, there is no guarantees in life. None. So he has a philosophical different approach. He believes conveniently because this is how he makes his millions is by this pyramid scheme of uh, inciting fear that people are going to, you know, be broke and dependent on the government and fucking never get ahead. Be a loser is what he calls it. Uh, if you want to be a winner like him, you need money in the bank and everything paid for, then you can buy your own cars, pay cash for them. But, um, hmm. All you got to do is sign up for his Dave Ramsey classes, his books, all that shit. And you'll hear him say, hey, I'll give you one for free, and you, then you got to buy it for somebody um, and pay it forward sort of thing. But people are still buying it. Um, you know, it's very convenient that how he got wealthy is by is 
explaining to other people how they need to buy his shit to get out of debt. Like he wants, he will not allow, if you listen to his program, he will not allow anyone to spend money on anything. You're stupid if you have debt. You have to put all this beans and rice is what he constantly says. But I bet you anything in your written budget, he will account for his stupid books and his stupid class. How convenient. And then he indoctrinates people to go spread that message. Much like Christianity, um, you have to fucking tell other people about it. You can't just keep it a secret. How convenient for him. And, and this is how he became wealthy. I'm not saying that he's not financially smart, that he's not making good financial decisions. But it's very convenient that he says, well, I'm allowed to do this and I'm allowed to do this because I'm not a freaking idiot because I have my bills paid. I have, I'm worth uh, however much that I'm worth. And he buys these giant houses and fucking nice cars and shit like that. But I can because I'm not uh, borrowing money. You guys aren't allowed to. I mean, he literally says, you're not allowed to have a nice car if you can't afford it, quote unquote. And we'll sit there and degrade people who have a car payment. Now, he is absolutely right about one thing. If your goal is to be debt-free and not owe anybody anything and to retire and have money in the bank, then yes, you can't live the opulent American lifestyle. And yes, people do live outside their means. There's no question. There's a lot of people that do. But you can't just look at it from one perspective. There's not only one way to live. It's not just about dollars and cents. It's just not about how much money you can sock away for a rainy day. What about some of the, some of the finer things in life? that really don't have anything to do with about about money. Let's listen to this fucking kook some more. I don't know if I agree with your set of assumptions. Well, shut up (laughs) unless you do something about it. Because my set of assumptions have made me rich. So why don't you use my set of assumptions instead of your set of assumptions because you're sitting on your assumption doing nothing. It's time for you to get up off your assumption and go save some money. Now, his his take is, I th- you know, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. And maybe he's talking about people that are complaining that they're not millionaires. But not everybody is is running the race to try to be a millionaire. Would I like to be a millionaire? Of course. Who wouldn't? You know, um, and and. I'm sure it's extremely gratifying to have a million dollars knowing that you earned it and no one gave it to you. You didn't win the lottery. Um, you worked hard. You saved. Yes. I'm, I, I guarantee that's fucking gratifying. I, I know. I, I get it. But he's assuming that that's everyone's goal. 
And I can tell you right now, it's not. Because I'm one person that my goal is not to retire a millionaire. And he would, I guarantee if he saw that my financial practices, he would say I'm an idiot. And I debate my buddy on this all the fucking time. Now, if I had the choice when I was 25 to um, be a financial guru and have my own podcast, uh, TV show, radio show, sell, you know, have a nice little pyramid scheme of self-help books, financial books and shit like that, make millions of dollars. Yeah, I'm sure I would have fucking done it. But what he has not done is what he is talking about. He says, well, I know that I've, I've done it. No, you haven't. You haven't worked a regular nine to five job for 40 fucking years and put away, put off buying cars, buying nice shit, taking family trips, going on vacations, you know, paying for your kid's college, all of that with $50,000 a year. You have not done that. You got lucky enough. And yes, I am using the word lucky because you have found a formula. You have some charisma, you have a perspective, and you had an idea and it caught on because there's really no rhyme or reason what catches on. Some things do, some things don't. You know, some podcasts blow up like Joe Rogan's and some of them are like this where it has three listeners. But my point is this, you didn't live by uh, the same standards you're telling everybody else. And if you listen to his story, he'll talk about having to live on beans and rice for a few fucking years. And I'm a little suspect of that shit too. Yeah, I'm sure he is fucking frugal and he was frugal. I've met plenty of people that are frugal. But my, like my buddy, who's a big Dave Ramsey guy, he makes fun of me because I I waste money on cars. Waste, quote unquote, um, his word, not mine. Waste money on cars and I have car payments. And he's been driving the same truck for nine years and he has almost 300,000 miles and he's so proud of that. He's so proud that he is not stupid like me and wasting money. But I tell him all the time, if you look at the big picture, I'm not wasting any more money than he is. And I'm not talking that old bullshit like, <clears throat> like um, repair costs and all that shit. I'm, you know, that's, I'll, I'll talk about that here in a little bit. <clears throat> I mean this. I spend, I have a, a truck payment that is just under $500 a month. And I make decent money. My wife makes good money. We don't have any kids or she makes decent money. She's a school teacher. So I wouldn't ever say she makes great money, but you know, we don't have any kids. We, we don't live outside of our means. So it's well within my budget. I have plenty of money left over at the end of the month, blah, 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 blah. Right. My buddy does not have a car payment, but what he does have is child support to the tune of about a thousand bucks. What he does have is uh, a severe drinking habit that is inherited by almost every infantryman except myself. I'm lucky because I've never drank alcohol and I, and I never will. That's just me. Um, so when he goes to the bar, he likes to buy everyone rounds and drinks and stuff. And, and I've seen his bar tabs be in the hundreds of dollars for just one night. 
And so I told him what he spends on fucking alcohol. I guarantee is my car payment. What he spends on his kids is another $1,000 because he decided to have kids. I decided not to. Not saying that he should be punished for it, but he got a divorce and now he has to pay child support to the tune of $1,000. And he still has however many years he's got to fucking pay that. So I don't. I only spend a fraction of what he does. Now, if he didn't have child support, if he didn't have uh, spend it on other things, uh, going drinking and going on cruises and all this other shit, my point is he makes a certain amount of money. I make a certain amount of money. I take a certain percentage. I like having nice cars. I like never having to worry about putting my car in a shop. Um, besides alignment and oil changes and tire rotation and shit like that, I haven't, my car, I haven't had a car that break that has broken down in like six or seven years because every couple years or every year I'll buy a new car or a different car, not a new car, but like a new used car. You know what I mean? With low miles, like I bought, uh, I, have a, I have a Challenger SRT8. I bought it used, had like 16,000 miles when I bought it. My truck, I did buy it new. So we had uh, like 16 miles on it. But my point is that I'll buy nicer cars. And then before I even get 35,000 miles, I'll, I'll trade it in and for something else. But to me, it's no different than people that go out to eat three times a week, go to the movies, you know, every week, go on vacation, go on cruises. I don't do that for the most part. I don't drink. I rarely go on vacation. Um, I rare, I don't go on cruises. I don't I don't uh, spend a lot of money on entertainment. I don't buy fancy clothes. I don't, I, I I just <clears throat> I've I've chosen to spend my money on one thing, which is my automobiles. Well within my means, but you know Dave Ramsey talks a lot about well those just depreciate. Yes, it's no different than anything else you fucking buy. It you know. I'm not talking about an investment. I never bought a car for an investment. I buy it for entertainment slash transportation slash the convenience of not having to worry about my car breaking down because it's always under warranty. That is the trade-off. I am trading my money for a convenience, for the, the, um, the convenience of driving something that I enjoy something that I don't have to worry about. And and uh, and then in a year when I get sick of it or I want something else, well, guess what? I'm not hurting anybody. I make my own fucking money. I go get it. Well, you should pay cash for it. Why? Why should I fucking pay cash? It's still going to depreciate. It's, you know, I enjoy the process of buying a car and negotiating deals and trying to get low interest rate and all that blah, 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 blah. I've paid cash for cars before. But it depends on what the reason that you're doing it. Are you trying to do it for financial solvency? Then buying a car is never a good idea. But buying a guitar isn't either. Or buying a fucking sofa. Or buying, you know, um, dog food. Or, you know, I mean, that stuff doesn't appreciate in value. Not everything's about making money or increasing net worth. Sometimes it's about enjoyment. And if you're a car person, you know what I'm talking about. I am the type of guy that would spend all my disposable income 
just on my vehicles if I had to, and I have before, just because I love cars. I love the idea of some of the cars that I used to dream about when I was a kid driving them. And it has nothing to do with a status symbol. Like Dave Ramsey talks a lot about you're trying to impress people at a stoplight that you that you'll never meet. And let me tell you something, Dave Ramsey. <clears throat> I live in a very small town. And I pretty much drive from point A to point B and back. And then when I have days off and I want to take my car out um, just for a drive, my wife and I like to just go cruising. I go on these little little country roads and I don't ever pass anyone. No one sees me. It's all about the experience of driving that automobile. And if you're not a car person, you're never going to get it. Just like I'm not a drinker. And so you can't tell me about some exotic fucking wine or some, uh, you know, import beer. It's just not going to make any sense to me. Well, if you're not a car person, it's not going to make sense to you. And yes, there are people that, that drive certain cars just because it's a name. My sister, for instance, has a Lexus and she knew nothing about a Lexus. She knew nothing about the car. She just knows an elect, a Lexus is a status symbol because her car does the exact same thing that a lot of cars do. And she just drives it from point A to point B uh, like a normal person. That's not a performance car. It's a big SUV and she uses it for that. And she's not wrong doing it. If she wants to do it, she can fucking do it. But if you're a car person or you're spending your, if that's what you're choosing to spend your money on and you're not uh, killing yourself, you're not in debt, you know what? If I have a financial problem, as long as I am not upside down in my car, all I have to do is fucking sell it. I mean, that's the great thing about a car. If you have a nice car, someone will always buy it. If you have a piece of shit, yeah, someone will buy it, but at the lowest fucking price. And some car places don't even want it unless you're buying something from them. I could actually go and take my Challenger SRT8 to any Dodge dealership and they would probably just buy it from me because it's got super low miles. It's, in re- it's really clean. It's, it's real easy to get rid of. I've done it before where I just go, I'm sick of this car. I don't know what I want yet, so I'm just going to sell it and I have another car, so I'll just drive it till I figure out what else I want. It's not hard to do. But, Johnny, you are selling it for less than you bought it. Yeah. You got to pay to play, motherfucker. Yeah, that's that's the point. It, it's always going to depreciate. It's a fucking car. Now, with that being said... Some cars depreciate a lot less than others. And some even appreciate if you buy some exotics and shit like that. But I love driving my car. So if you put miles on it, it's going to depreciate. I don't give a fuck. It's not about making money. It's about the enjoyment of having that car. The enjoyment of driving it. I don't care who sees me. I don't post pictures up on Instagram of my fucking car. You know? I mean... All it takes is money. All it takes is is uh, being approved a from a for a loan, and you can get that car. I mean, they're everywhere. But I enjoy it. It's not about what other people think. It's about what I think. It's about what I like. It's about what I enjoy because I believe in this, Dave Ramsey, living my fucking life. Because I have an experience that you don't. 
is called going to war and fighting for this fucking country. So people like you can make all the fucking money. So a certain amount of people like me have to fucking die so a certain amount of people like you can make millions off the political posturing that you do with your bullshit. And then you will take advantage of people like me when we struggle and we uh, don't know where to turn. You're there to sell us something. You're there to talk down and to put your thumb on people. And you might think you're helping them up. You might think that you're raising them up. But you're just indoctrinating people to think like you do. And you don't like people that think like I do. You don't like the idea that I can be happy and have debt and have a mortgage. You like to believe that there's either people like you or people living outside their means that are living off the government. And there's nothing in between. But let me tell you something, buster. All your fucking millionaire buddies that fucking uh, run car dealerships or run financial institutions or run mortgage companies, how the fuck do you think they make money? If everybody was as frugal as you would want them to be, how? what the fuck would that do to this economy? Just imagine if the only people that bought cars, that bought Ford Raptors and fucking you know, uh, brand new Dodge pickups and Challenger SRT8s. The only people that own those cars are people that could afford, afford to pay cash for them. What do you think that would do to the automotive industry? What do you think it would do to the financial institutions? What do you think it would fucking do to those businesses, to those car salesmen that are trying to make a living? What do you think it would do? I would like to know your fucking take on that. Yeah, it's not a great deal when you have cash versus, um, you know, financing it. But I'll tell you right now, if you get a good interest rate, you're only losing three or $4,000 over six years. And, well, you could invest that. No, fuck you and your stupid fucking investments. Maybe the investment is no different than me going to Vegas and gambling. Maybe it's no different than me buying a Sea-Doo. Maybe it's no different than me going on a fucking cruise. If that's how I choose to live my life and I'm not hurting anybody, then fuck you. I don't need your stupid fucking book. I don't need your stupid indoctrination of your stupid bullshit. Since you like to call people stupid, maybe it's intentional. Like I said, I'm living a very intentional life because I'm not waiting till I'm 65 to enjoy my life. Life is about the journey, Dave Ramsey. It's not about the destination. It is not a, I need to struggle for 65 fucking years before, oh, I really learn how to live. Fuck you. I Trust me, I've fucking struggled. Everybody in this fucking country has their own fucking struggles. And let me tell you something. I've earned the right to fucking do whatever the fuck I want because I've actually fought for this country while you just consume 
and rake in the money from other people that you have made fearful of debt and not being a millionaire. And you you shame people in, oh, uh, you're trying to buy a BMW and impress people. Well, you're doing the exact same thing, trying to get them to want to be a millionaire. You use that term, millionaire, millionaire, millionaire. Well, what if that's not their purpose? I heard a saying once where someone said, isn't that a shame that when that person died, they were broke and penniless. And, and another man said, well, I see that as great timing and a hell of a budget. And that's how I see life. Why the fuck do I want to leave a bunch of money left on the fucking table? And guess what, Dave Ramsey? I don't have any fucking kids, so I'm not fucking up their future. So what the fuck am I doing wrong? Because if I die tomorrow and there's no one there to pay my car payment, the bank just comes and picks it the fuck up. Who the fuck's it hurt? Not you, motherfucker. Something tells me you've exploited every fucking tax loophole that there is for people of your wealth and and status. So don't talk down to the average person that makes 50 grand a year that they don't know what tomorrow holds and maybe they just want to have some enjoyment. Maybe they want to take a family trip. Maybe that they are happy. It's about happiness. It's about fulfillment. And yes, if you're talking about someone that's living outside their means and they're filing bankruptcy and they're wanting people to bail them out and they're taking government handouts, you are absolutely right. But you know you can't be million a millionaire and sell millions of copies of your book if you're just talking about those people. You also need just the regular people that have a regular house, regular job, regular car, and you need to shame them into not fucking spend money on cable TV and not spend money on on whatever. Hey, you know, I'm in your corner. Like I said, I don't I don't spend money on cigarettes, on booze. I don't I haven't had cable in 10 years. I have a very modest house. I don't go on a lot of trips. I don't I don't do a lot of of extracurricular activities. So, you know, I got money in the bank, a few bucks, nothing like Dave Ramsey, not even fucking close. And yeah, I got car payments. Sue me. You know what I'm doing? Dave Ramsey that you're not? I'm employing people. My debt employs people. Me spending money employs people. And, oh, your business employs people. Yeah. Your indoctrination brainwashes people into thinking there's only one way to live life. And you're trying to get them to care a lot more about money. Because I don't give a shit. I'm not trying to get a return on my investment. It's a philosophical difference. It's not a difference in, is this the right way or the wrong way? If you're trying to get out of debt, and my goal is not to have a car payment and have my house paid off, uh, like right now, then yes, you're absolutely right. I need to stop spending money. I need to fucking get rid of my car, buy some beater, fucking uh, work a second job. But that is not living life. The The best thing about my life at 42 years old is I've lived a very, very fulfilling life that I can look back at the last 
20 plus years and I have great stories. I have great things that I've done. I've had great things that I've accomplished. And some don't have anything to do with money or financial freedom. You know, but I've done that. I mean, how many countries have you been to, Dave Ramsey? Well, you're stupid because how much did that cost? Because I've been to nine countries and I let the United States taxpayers pay for it. I've been to nine countries, Dave Ramsey, and I didn't pay a dime for most of those trips. Actually, they paid me. Shut up, BBC, you fucks. You get what I'm saying? It all, all depends on how you fucking look at it. But when I did take a trip and paid for it myself, I went to Italy for three weeks and I rented an apartment instead of getting a hotel and lived, lived amongst the Italians for three weeks. It was awesome. It was fantastic. And I spent probably six grand for my wife and I to go to, to Italy and to get that apartment for all the travel expenses and what we spent on food and all that other shit. But I'll tell you what, it was well worth it. If I didn't, I would have more money in the bank and it would be making whatever interest and whatever IRA or whatever else that I can hypothetically use 23 years from now when I turn 65. Why? I want to experience Italy as a younger, vibrant man, not some old fucking you know, uh, need to take a fucking walker or wheelchair over there because guess what, Dave Ramsey, I'm a fucking veteran that walked up and down the mountains of Afghanistan for 12 months and my knees might be fucked up after my military career is done. And so maybe at 65, I won't be able to fucking take any trips. So maybe I want to live my life while it's worth living. Maybe I want to get the most out of my life in my, in my prime and experience the world. And as long as I'm not hurting anybody, as long as I'm not asking you for money, as long as I'm not asking the government for money, trust me, I've paid into the system with my blood, sweat, and tears. Don't tell me what I can do and what I can't do. And there's a lot of people that are just like me. Maybe they don't serve in the military, but maybe they're cops, firefighters, they're school teachers, they work for the post office. They're paying their fucking dues in society too. And they're doing all the shit that you don't want to fucking do. And guess what? You might have a fucking mansion, but I guarantee you get mail delivered there. I guarantee there's a fucking plumber that, that you didn't buy it. You didn't build it yourself. There was a bricklayer, a plumber. There's probably some Mexicans that fucking put your roof up. And guess what? They might be in debt, but they're working hard, making an honest fucking living, doing the shit that you don't have the ability to do. And they have the right to live a happy life if they fucking choose to blow their money in the casinos or blow their money on a new car that you're fucking pissed at that they got the same fucking car that you do, but yours is paid for and theirs isn't. Who gives a fuck? Why do you fucking care? Your fucking hard-on that you have for Congress and their fucking spending... Why don't you take it up with those motherfuckers? And worry about the people that aren't paying their bills. 
Worry about the people that really want to get out of debt because it's all-encompassing. Because they don't have a fucking choice. But guess what, Dave Ramsey? I went to school. I went to college. I didn't have to pay a dime. My wife has a master's degree. Didn't, didn't pay a fucking dime because of my service to my fucking country. So if I want to waste some money on a fucking car, then I'm going to waste money on a fucking car. You waste money on those stupid fucking shirts that you wear. But one thing I'm not wasting money on is your stupid books and your stupid little videotapes or whatever else. I'll just watch your stupid shit on fucking YouTube and make fun of it. Way past time. Don't you think? So, maybe I'm wrong. Seven and a half million. Let's say I'm half wrong. So you end up with three million bucks. Shut up! Shut up! Maybe you can't save 15% of your income. Because you're so deeply in debt and you've not followed these steps to get out of debt. Well, then follow the steps and get out of debt. So yeah, follow your steps, right? Mm. Maybe you save half that amount. And so you only end up with, oh, let's say, okay, let's just do this. Instead of seven and a half million, let's say that I'm 90% wrong because you're a loser. Ooh. Let's just call it that. You're a loser, and I'm 90% wrong. That's $750,000 you would have, which is a whole heck of a lot more than social insecurity. Some of you are walking around right now, and your best shot at retirement is you're thinking, I sure hope the government, which is well-known for its ability to handle money, will take care of me. Well, what a stupid butt plan is that? So what are you trying to say? Every fucking veteran that, that earns, a, earns a pension or retirement, that's government money. Isn't that the whole fucking point? Is you invest in it and then you get it back later on? That's what your IRAs are, is you're investing and you get something on the back end. That's what Social Security is too. And the government, guess what? You know, Social Security, if it was done right, they're making a shit ton of interest off all that shit. There's worse things in the fucking world, Dave Ramsey. And shaming people and calling them fucking losers because they don't have a million dollars in the bank, man, it must be nice up there on your fucking high horse with your 22 fucking million dollars and your giant fucking mansion that you've made off the backs of working Americans that feel shame because they went out and bought a fucking car and then they had buyer's remorse because your stupid fucking uh, self-help bullshit fucking DVDs or CDs or fucking radio show or whatever book that you fucking shoved down their throat and talk them into buying your financial peace university that you do at fucking churches and bullshit. Oh, and then and then you fucking try to indoctrinate them and in, in, uh, giving God back his money and tithing and all that fucking, that ancient horse shit. Hey, do you budget money like uh, the fucking ancient Romans do? Uh, well, maybe you need to update your, your, you know, goddamn fucking archaic belief systems. It's fucking retarded, dude. It's retarded to sit there 
And if you're passionate about it, hey, that's cool. That's fucking cool. But to sit there and talk down to people and to act like that that you are them, you you never have been every single fucking person. Your situation and what you went through is you. That's your life. And if somebody wants help, hey, if you can help them, help them. But you are an industry now and you got to keep the ball rolling. You got to you got to make sure to sensationalize uh, people's debt and make them feel stupid so they run out and want to get smart and buy your fucking book. That's the only way they can get out of debt is to spend money on your bullshit. That's a great fucking business. And you're awful fucking proud of yourself for how many people you've helped get out of debt. And if if the whole country did this, we'd be so much better off. Yeah, you're probably right in a lot of ways. That debt can be paralyzing for people. And the problem isn't the debt. The problem isn't the credit cards. The problem is the philosophy of people that think that they need to try to keep up with the Joneses. They're trying to have the nice cars, the nice house, the nice jewelry, the nice fucking Louis Vuitton bags, and they can't afford it. And they want people to think. But that is not everybody. Some people like to have nice things because it makes them feel good. And they're not hurting anybody by having them. And who are you with your elitist bullshit act like that somebody doesn't deserve it because they have to finance it? As long as you're picking and choosing what you do and you're not trying to have it all, like I'm not trying to live in a mansion. My house is 115 years old, 117 years old, excuse me. How old's your house, Dave Ramsey? Something tells me you had to buy a brand new one and probably build it, have it built. You don't want to live in someone else's old scuzzy fucking house, right? But this house has sat here for 117 years. How many families have lived in my house? Was it wasted? I often think about the person who built this house, how many generations ago it was. And how much pride he must have that that house is still standing and people are still living in it. Now that's fucking construction right there. But Dave Ramsey, I guarantee he's probably fucking torn down and built his house a few fucking times. But since you can pay cash for it, you're so much fucking better. Hmm. Convenient convenient okay well that's my take on that and uh i fucking hate dave ramsey so much i'll probably do this will probably be a reoccurring podcast um the dave ram i'll I'll have to call it the dave ramsey what what should i name it i'm gonna think about a name and once i uh, release this podcast obviously that's gonna be the name um but like i said i i do not like this man and it's not because he hits close to home. 
No, it has nothing to do with that. It's I don't like anybody that tries to tell someone else how to live their fucking life and tells it from a standpoint of I got to shame you, I got to guilt you, I got to make you feel like shit for the decisions you make. Man, I don't agree with most people. Dave Ramsey, I agree with you in the sense that I don't agree with most people on how they live their fucking lives. But the difference is I don't sit down there and fucking from a high horse and talk shit that they are wrong. I just disagree with them. And I don't then tell them they're wrong and how they can fix it is to give me money. How convenient. I think that's the most convenient thing is if America was not in debt, you wouldn't be a millionaire. How about that, Dave Ramsey? That big ass house you fucking live in, you wouldn't be living there because you'd have to fucking sell some other kind of fucking snake oil to people. It wouldn't be a fucking, you know, get slim fucking things. You haven't figured that out yet. Or I'll maybe not to lose your fucking hair. Maybe I should do a podcast on just talking shit about how you fucking look and how stupid you fucking sound since you like shaming people into submission and convince them that if they don't fucking tithe, you want to talk about a waste of fucking money. Jesus Christ, no pun intended. (laughs) If you want to fucking tithe, if you want to give to your church, fucking give to your church. That's what's great about this fucking country is you can do what the fuck you want. And no one can tell you not to. As long as you're not hurting anybody, you're not committing any crimes, then why do we fucking care? I don't give a shit. Do what you fucking want. Shoot heroin in your fucking basement. As long as you're not hurting me or hurting my family, then why do we give a fuck? But guys like him always do. Guys like him always want to be big brother and tell other people how to live their fucking life. Well, I don't want your fucking life, Dave Ramsey. I don't fucking want it because you might be a fucking millionaire, but you haven't lived my life and I haven't lived yours, but my life has been pretty fucking good. And I have some pretty great experiences that you and your fucking million dollar mansion can't buy. No matter how much money you make, Dave Ramsey, you can never, ever have or have done the things that I've done. Never. And that's what's great. Everybody has their own story. Everybody has their own path. And if you're not hurting anybody, continue on that path. If you want to fucking do it in a BMW with $500 car payments, as long as you make enough money to pay for it, and at the end of the day, you're responsible for it, then fucking go do it. Who cares? If you're doing it for the right reasons and not the shallow, look at me, I want I want to pretend like I'm something I'm not. I used to drive a fucking BMW. That was my dream car. And I, I my sister used to accuse me of trying to uh, um, like act like I was doing better than I was. And I told her, I go, it's parked outside of a fucking duplex that I rent. I don't think I'm fooling anybody. I didn't give I didn't give a shit what people thought of me because I enjoyed driving it 
It was fun to drive. I only had it for like four months, but it, and it didn't depreciate. I, I sold it for what I bought it for. And all I wanted was the story to be able to say that I owned it, that I drove it and what it was like. And yeah, I don't want it for my everyday car. I knew I was buying it short term. And yes, I financed it. Yes, I lost money, but it wasn't about making money. I didn't buy it thinking I was making money. Just like I don't go to the grocery store thinking I'm getting a return on my investment. I mean, hey, Dave Ramsey, next time I buy a steak, should I just not cook it and just throw it in the fucking toilet and eliminate the middleman? No. Just like when you eat something and you get nutrients out of it and expel the waste, you got something out of it, those nutrients. That's how I see stuff is what can I get out of this stuff? And as long as I can get some nutrients out of that purchase, then it wasn't a waste of fucking money. What a waste of money is, is buying something for other people and you never use it and you never do anything with it and you have it just for show and you don't enjoy it. You're, you're just doing it because you think other people expect you to do Like I know people live in neighborhoods and houses that they don't even like because they're trying to, to, to show that they, that they have a certain lifestyle. So I get it. You shouldn't do that. But if you enjoy having a house, however much it fucking it costs, as long as you can afford it and you're not asking people for help and not asking anything of the government and you die in debt and penniless, hey, only thing that's going to happen is the bank's going to repossess that house and make more money off of it. He didn't fucking hurt anybody. So that's my take on it. So um, I'm going to try to figure out what the title of this podcast is going to be and uh, I'll upload it and then we'll have some fun with Dave Ramsey. Maybe he'll listen to it and call me a fucking idiot. You're stupid. You're a loser. Yeah, I am. I'm stupid. I'm a loser, but I'm a happy loser. So till next time, everybody in podcast land. Bye-bye. Buddha covered in hair.